Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Over Easy, episode 16. I hope you are doing well. Hey, happy Monday. I uh, hope the start of your week is going to go well. Hope your week is going to go well in general. Hope you had a great week last week. Hope you are just thriving. We all deserve to thrive. Anyways, I am here. I actually tried to film this episode earlier this week and it was just really not good. I really like this episode topic and I've been thinking about it for a long time and when I filmed this episode the first time, after I finished filming, I was like, "Mm, I did not do this topic justice and I'm just like not in a good podcasting mood. But as you can probably tell today, I'm in a very good mood and... I'm just very happy and like really in the mood to talk and to podcast. So hopefully this episode turns out a little better because I was quite upset with how that episode turned out last time. Let's get into our rose, bud, and thorn before we actually get into the topic as usual. So my rose, okay, this is why I'm in such a good mood. It is Halloween next week and... I am not even doing anything on Halloween, but I just love Halloween and wholesome activities associated with holidays. For example, I don't know, I've always just really enjoyed like the wholesome aspect of Halloween and dressing up and, you know, doing fun Halloween activities, carving pumpkins, going pumpkin patch, all this kind of stuff. And this year I am leading dance classes as I've been doing for the last couple months and obviously we're going to do some Halloween things because we don't actually have class on Halloween weekend but tomorrow and Sunday is going to be like the Halloween themed classes so the kids are going to come in their costume and we're going to do some fun games and all this kind of stuff give them some treats obviously and I'm very excited I love like I guess instilling the wholesome spirit of holidays into kids as well so whatever I can do to share my love for these kinds of fun things is like I'll do it anything So I'm really looking forward to that and this just got me so pumped. I just went shopping at the dollar store for some things that I will need this weekend and I'm just like so excited. (sighs) That's my rose. I freaking love like it's not even that I love like the holiday. I would actually probably say I love like the build up to the holiday the most, you know, like in stores when you see all the candy boxes and all that kind of stuff. It's my favorite time. And then after Halloween, obviously November 1st is uh, the legal day in which it is okay to start listening to Christmas music. Yes, I am that type of person. I start listening to Christmas music on November 1st. So I'm going to have to pull out my Christmas playlist on Spotify and probably edit it a little bit before I start listening to it next week. I'm so excited. Same with Christmas. Like the build up to Christmas is like one of my favorite things ever. And it's like probably my favorite thing in the entire year love like these holidays I love the end of the year just because of like these kinds of holidays you know Thanksgiving uh Halloween Christmas so fun and New Year's obviously oh my god I can't believe it's like almost the end of the 2021 that's kind of weird but anyways that's my rose my bud is I am taking my finance midterm tonight in six and a half hours and I am looking forward to the moment I press submit and I am done and I can finally be free. I have been thinking about this midterm for the last like three weeks and I've had other midterms as well and oh by the way I got the grades for my midterms back today and I'm pretty happy with them like I'm surprised I did pretty good. 
Um, but yeah, it's just, I'm so looking forward to relaxing this weekend and then having some fun Halloween times and just not thinking about finance anymore because it's been consuming my mind for the last month and it has not been fun. Yeah. At this point, like it's so weird with me in midterms. I, you know, when I hear about the midterm or start thinking about it, I'm like really stressed. And as I'm studying, I get really, really stressed about it. And then like the day of like days before, like I'm like, I stop thinking about it and I stop caring because, you know, whatever happens will happen and what is meant to be will meant to be. I already know that I'm not going to be an accountant for the rest of my life. Like this is this class has already showed me that I am not meant to be in finance or accounting. Although I love math, money and like this kind of stuff is not my thing. So yeah, I'm looking forward to having it be over because then I am so much closer to finishing all my midterms for the semester. I only have five, so I have two more after I finish my finance midterm today. And they're in like two weeks, so I am chilling next week. My thorn is, oh, so this week, just because I've been feeling a little stressed and a little off, I haven't gone to the gym yesterday or this morning, which is very odd for me. I usually go like five times a week in my peak. I haven't gone five times a week in a couple weeks now, but yeah, I have been prioritizing sleep, which is good, but obviously not going to the gym is also not so fun because I do actually do enjoy going to the gym and, you know, having that time to myself. So I haven't gone in two days and it feels really weird. I haven't done this yet. So yeah, I mean, it's not that I feel guilty. Uh, I'm sad that I don't get this special time, like the gym time that I would, but it's not like I'm going to force myself to go because obviously I like when it comes to sleep versus gym, I would much rather have sleep, especially because I have my midterm tonight. Like I want my brain to be functioning later on. So it's okay, but I do miss going to the gym and I'm very excited to go back next week. I feel like I'm talking like I haven't been in like two weeks. It's been two days. So I am a little crazy, but I do miss it. Okay, so those are my rose, bud, and thorn. Actually, before we get into this week's episode, I want to share a little bit of what I've been writing in my journal this week because I've really been enjoying journaling this week. So I've been reading this book called How to Get S-H-I-T Done by Erin Falconer. I just saw it at the library and I thought it was interesting. And what's special about her book is rather than just being like a normal productivity book it's actually catered towards women and so in her chapter she talks about you know the differences between men and women especially in like corporate world like workforce stuff like that and really caters her tips towards those kinds of things and in every chapter she has like a couple questions or exercises to do and I've been doing them as I follow along in the book which I really like I really like these kinds of like reflection activities and stuff like that so I'm just going to share a couple of questions and answers that I've answered in my journal this week because I thought it'd be fun and I wanted to. So here is on the first day I answered two questions. The first one was if money were no object how would you spend your time? Describe the ideal day. So here's what I wrote. I will wake up brackets in my studio apartment and eat a nourishing breakfast, work out at the gym, and then in the mornings I will focus on content creation. So podcasting and making lifestyle videos now that I actually have a lifestyle and I'm vlogging. So because I'm in school right now, I feel like my videos are very school focused and 
I get distracted by that. You know, like obviously school comes first for me right now and content kind of comes after. So the storyline in my vlogs are not always the most cohesive. And uh, sometimes they have, you know, just like big holes in them because I've been studying or whatever. But I hope that in the future, making lifestyle videos and vlogs they are a little more cohesive and that I like I actually have a healthy life lifestyle that I can you know show and work on for my audience in the afternoons I am hoping to like you know study or teach or do something of the sort so either learning something that I'm passionate about you know studying something else whether it be on like Skillshare or just like other courses or I'm studying for the GRE or I am working at math and teaching math and working with kids. In the nights I will relax you know self-care or date time with my boyfriend and truly unplug from the day and just sleep well. So when I was answering this question I wasn't really looking to think about what my life is like 10 years from now or whatever. I really want this to be my life like next year. Um I, at the end I wrote, is it unrealistic? I hope not. Even if money weren't a concern, I'd still like to keep working or teaching because of how much personal fulfillment it gives me. I honestly base this off of what I want my life to look like next year after I graduate. So I am graduating in April, which is in six months. And because of that, I've been thinking a lot about what my life will look like after I graduate. Uh, Just did transition. And so I don't have a huge identity crisis, you know? So I really hope that, you know, when I graduate, I can have a bit of time that where my life looks like this because I think it'll be very fulfilling and balanced for me. The second question that I answered, so this one was, what makes you feel proud? So I wrote, when something that I've done to help someone actually does help them and I can see it in the case of, you know, working with kids and helping them and stuff like that. Whether that be through my podcast and hearing about how others enjoy or relate to my content or through teaching and the child finally understands something they've been struggling with. I'm also proud when I'm disciplined, even when I don't want to be, when I get my butt up to the gym and I feel good after, or I get my work done so that I'm less stressed the day after. Lastly, I'm also proud when I try something new and it pays off, like when I try a new recipe and it actually tastes yummy or a new way of studying and I understand more. Proud of myself for surviving, I wrote at the end. I mean, I feel like it's self-explanatory. I think it's really taboo to say that you're proud of yourself nowadays, but I think it's really important to reflect and see what you do well because that helps us be even better. Next one that I want to share, what makes you want to go back to bed? So my first answer was when I don't get enough sleep, obviously. Sleep is very important to me. And the second one is when the events of the day aren't exciting enough slash don't light a fire within me. And what I mean by that is when the things that I am doing are not super interesting to me and when I'm not very passionate about it. So for me, I'm a very passion driven person and just interest driven person, I would say. That's like been my philosophy for school and for the extracurriculars that I do. I've always been like, I just want to be interested, like genuinely interested in learning, dancing, whatever it is. So for me, a big thing that I can tell is when my life is not fulfilling or passionate enough for me I can tell and I don't want to do it and that really keeps me on track with reflecting on my own values and what I want to do and making sure that I am accomplishing those things because if not then what's the purpose of living a life that you're not passionate about right and hmm, the last question that I'm going to share in the beginning of this episode is do you crave solitude or company at the end of the day 
Uh, for me, I said solitude for sure, lol. And at the beginning of the day too, man, I need to move out. Lately, I've been a little detached from family because they can be so overbearing sometimes. I just go out and study as much as I can, lol. Haha. I mean, I think we all feel this way, especially as young adults who are growing into themselves and just becoming their own individual. Sometimes your family, especially if they have contrasting opinions to you or whatever, it can just get very annoying to be at home all the time and to not have your own personal space. And for me, at the beginning of the day and at the end of the day, I truly just want to unwind by myself. That's why I try to get up so early in the morning is because no one is awake yet. And I really like that alone time where I can read, like make breakfast in peace and just not be disturbed. But anyways, I thought those would be fun to share and I've been really enjoying reflecting this week in my journal. I love journaling in case you don't do it already. I think it's like the best thing ever. You don't even have to do questions like that um, that I've been doing this week. Most of the time, I just journal about my day and what I do, what I've been thinking, you know, issues that arise and stuff like that. So if it is like daunting for you to start a journal or daily journaling, I suggest like if you have a bullet journal or a planner at the bottom of the day, just write like one sentence about the day or something that you're grateful for. That's also what I really like to do because it just is really important, I think, to reflect upon the day. And there's that quote that's like, it's a, it might not be much, but you have to get 1% better each day or something like that. Like getting 1% better each day, you might not feel like does a lot in the, in the present day, but in the future, you've accumulated so many percentages that like you've become a totally different person. So I think journaling has helped me with that. And also if I feel frustrated or upset, journaling is just my go-to way of expressing my words. I feel like because I had a conversation with a friend about this, um, like I talk to myself in my head. So I, I, I didn't know that not everyone does, but in my head, my conscience or whoever is in my head um, and I talk back and forth. So it's really easy for me to journal because I feel like I'm already having a conversation with myself. That's what I'm going to say. Anyways, I kind of want to get into this week's topic, which is, as the title may tell you, I'm asking you, do you actually want it or is society just telling you you want it? So let me actually talk about the backstory of how I came up with this episode and stuff like that. I've been thinking about this question a lot because I have been reflecting a lot about, you know, what I want my life to look like after I graduate and what my long-term goals are in life. That's really hard to determine, but I've been kind of trying to think about it and thinking about what direction I want my life to be headed or what I want my life to look like. So obviously with that kind of conversation with myself, I have been thinking a lot about what I personally want to achieve and fulfill in my life. And Sometimes I think about the fact that, oh, are these goals like actually goals that I want or are they goals that are prescribed to me by people in my family, people in my social circle, people, I don't know, society's expectations of me. That's what we're talking about today. Another inspiration that I had behind this episode is um, I listened to Emma Chamberlain's podcast recently. Her podcast is Anything Goes. I'm sure you listen to it. Uh, I love the way that she talks on her podcast and she had an episode called Quality Over Quantity where she basically reflected about that phrase and talked about what it meant to her and why she thinks it's important and stuff like that. So that kind of inspired my reflective episode this week basically which is talking about this question and how we achieve our goals and outline our goals even. 
and I thought it was important. So here is this episode. Hope I can do it justice by talking well enough today. So I'm going to rephrase the question again. Do you actually want your goals or is it just society telling you that you want it? Actually, let's not even talk about goals first. I want to apply this question to other lighthearted situations that you might encounter in your life or that I have encountered in my life. One example that I wanted to bring up is in the case of clothes. Do you actually want them or is it just society telling you that you want them? So for the longest time, I wanted the Aritzia Molina pants, which uh, have gone very viral. They are like the leather pants that look so good on everyone. And Obviously, when I saw it going viral on TikTok and everyone wearing them and their Instagram posts and stuff like that, I was like, oh my God, I should get a pair because they look so good on everyone. But to be honest, when I saw them, I kind of already like could tell that they weren't, they're not really something that I would normally gravitate towards. I've seen them in stores before, before it got popular. And I was like, eh, I don't know if I really like them that much. It's not really like my style. But after seeing it on social media and seeing everyone really like them and rave about them and look so good in them, I was like, oh, maybe I should get a pair. But the thing that I've been trying to do with my shopping is not buy anything impulsively because I've been really, for the last few years, I think ever since mid-high school, I've been really trying to be conscious of my shopping and my consumerism just because of how much of an environmental impact that it has on the planet so whenever I look at something that I like or I'm looking for something new to add to my closet I really think about it for a couple weeks and don't buy it until I'm like for sure Uh, I recently bought blundstones and I've been thinking about those for I would honestly say like over a year I've also been thinking about Birkenstocks for the longest time so I don't buy things when I want them I really try to like analytically criticize whether I need them or if it's just something to fill the void in my heart. (laughs) Okay, I'm kind of joking with that statement, but all in all, all I'm trying to say is that like when I'm shopping, I really try not to buy it right away. I obviously went back to seeing the Molina pants a couple weeks later and I never bought them and I was like, my life is great. I don't need Molina pants. You know, I feel like if I bought them, I actually honestly wouldn't like them that much. And that was when I realized like a lot of shopping decisions that people have online, at least are really influenced by society and trends that are coming and going, which is obviously like totally fine to be trendy and buying clothes that, you know, are popular. But I think it is dangerous when it gets to the point where it is harmful for the environment. You know, I've seen countless YouTube commentary videos about how Shein, the rise and fall of Shein is like greatly affecting the way that we consume things and how like after a couple weeks, people will find the Shein trendy clothes at thrift stores and stuff like that. And like the turnover time for clothes now is just so fast that we should really be conscious of how we are buying things and what we are buying. Anyways, that's not really the point of this episode, but I just wanted to make aware of the fact that, you know, A lot of times when we see something or uh, clothes or whatever, we are affected by what society thinks and what society perceives as trendy and fashionable. So it's okay if you don't buy these trendy things. I mean, I feel like it's like more obviously said than done. Um, So yeah, that was one example that I wanted to bring up. But more critically, I would say that this question of do you actually want your goals or whatever you want or is society just telling you you want it can be applied with the life goals that we make. So 
I had a couple friends in high school when we were applying for university. So this was when I was in grade 12. They were really interested in going into investment banking, finance, like working on Wall Street, all that kind of stuff. And, you know, I'm fine with doing whatever you want, like whatever dream job you have. I'm fully supportive of it. But I'm only really, I only really, uh, I guess, how do I say this? I really try to question the origin of the goals because I think it's very important that if you are really chasing something that you want to work so hard towards like that it will really be beneficial and it's not just based on you know superiority popularity money and stuff like that so I had a lot of friends that were gunning for investment banking jobs and internships blah 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 for university and when I would ask them about like why do you want to do investment banking right like that was nothing that was nothing that ever interested me at the time. So I was really curious about like, oh, what about this job interests you? Because I have frankly no interest. I couldn't care less about these kinds of things. And I guess I don't really remember what they said, but I remember just that their answers weren't very good. It was more about the fact that, you know, investment bankers make a lot of money nowadays and they get to, you know, there's a lot of prestige. There's a lot of good status that comes with working for the big four and all that kind of stuff and a lot of successful people work for the big four in investment banking but their goals seem to be outwardly based you know they weren't truly based on their values of what a good long-term career is and I guess it just seemed like to me that it wouldn't bring them a lot of fulfillment even if they did achieve these goals and I guess I'm not trying to say that there is one right way of determining a long-term career, but in my opinion, I think that a long-term career should be something that you're passionate about at least, or at least that's what I'm looking for when I'm looking for a long-term career right now, a job or a full-time job or whatever. Like if you're going to devote so many efforts to going for this job and going for this stressful job, why not make it something that you actually want, if that makes sense? So... That was when I kind of started thinking, I guess in high school is when I had this little hint of this podcast idea before I even knew it. It was just that I I was really aware of what my peers wanted and what their goals were and how they came about those goals. Because I guess I would say that I wasn't really similar in that I didn't want to have these kinds of dreams. I, I was more focused on what I wanted my lifestyle to look like, what would bring me the most personal satisfaction and fulfillment. And I wasn't just going for jobs that I saw and I saw other people succeeding in and thought that I would also enjoy, if that makes sense. So I think that's really important for university students nowadays and even high school students who are applying to universities and stuff like that is like thinking about what types of goals that you have in terms of what major you want to study, what school you want to go to, and all this kind of stuff. Like, I think social pressure makes it really hard to make a genuine, non-biased decision. I mean, you see it all the time, right? Like, people who get into these big-name schools, big-name universities versus, like, small liberal arts colleges, and people are always like, you know, go to the big school. Obviously, like, it's so much better. But that's just society telling you what they think you would want. 
doesn't mean you're going to actually like it more at that big school. I mean, I feel like a lot of people stuck in those decisions honestly prefer the small schools because that's what they're looking for. But it's hard to say. I mean, people make their goals and decisions and people's satisfaction and sense of achievement comes from different sources. So I can't really say definitively for everyone. But I would honestly, for me at least, it's really important to me that I make decisions that are based on my own personal values and like why would I spend so much time chasing a goal that is not even something I want but something that society tells me that I want? And not even that. We don't even have to talk about like society pressuring you to be those things but a lot of people feel like actual pressure from their parents or their family to study certain things I know I did or I guess I'm very lucky in that my family doesn't pressure me to study certain fields but I feel a lot of pressure in like the type of education that I am getting um my parents are like very high pressure in finishing school as fast as possible so she's like my mom is always like you know after you finish university just like go to grad school right away go 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 and then you can get a job but like if I don't even know what I want to do in grad school why would I rush to apply because I feel like that's a even bigger waste of money right like I just had a conversation with one of my students yesterday and she was asking about like taking a gap year between high school and university and I think it's so beneficial because when you have no idea what you want to do in this inflection point in your life sometimes it's less cost to take a year stop pause reflect and then just make your decision doesn't that make more sense when I say it out loud yeah I feel like it makes so much sense to me I mean that's what I'm planning to do I want to take a gap year between university and potentially going to grad school just so I can figure things out and have a bit of time to apply and do my standardized testing and stuff but I I think it, there's a lot of pressure nowadays. It feels like everyone is just racing towards these milestones that have timelines. People are always like, you know, getting married before 30, having kids before 32, blah, 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 blah. But not everyone is going to fit in that racetrack. Not everyone. I don't even think these these milestones should be attributed to numbers. I mean nowadays on social media it's so apparent like that people are getting more and more successful younger and younger you know you have like charlie d'amelio making millions of dollars at age 16 there's so much pressure that comes with that i don't know so i wouldn't want it i also wanted to talk about like when this question also comes up in terms of relationships do you actually want a relationship or is it just society pressuring you telling you that you know you're hitting a certain age and you need to start getting settled down is it that like your friends are telling you you know it is time to be cuffed because it is winter time you know cuddles in the winter or whatever (laughs) um now that i am in a healthy relationship and that i have seen so much benefit in being a relationship i feel like i didn't know the true purpose of a relationship until I got into one if that makes sense uh for the longest time when I was online dating and stuff like that you know I was just looking for someone for the sake of looking for someone you know everyone else did it everyone else was on tinder everyone else was on hinge so I also did that but I wasn't 
personally ready at the time. You know, I was looking to become a little more independent and figure my life out first before I could invite someone into my life. But it's weird because a lot of times people feel pressure in their relationships or to get into a relationship. Okay, this is another story that I had. So I have a friend, I had a friend who was in a relationship and she was basically they were like at the stage where you know when you like first say I love you to your partner and it's kind of like oh should I say it like what is it how are they gonna take it and stuff like that and to her it wasn't very important so she said it very nonchalantly because the whole idea of being in a relationship was not very important to her and I'm not saying that Everyone has to date to marry. I feel like a lot of people date for the sake of learning about another person and learning how to work in a partnership. And that is totally valid because I think we all need that stage in our life to understand truly what we are looking for from a relationship. But I think that is one situation or example when society gets the best of you and tells you oh you should be in a relationship because you are a young adult now and you are learning to settle as an adult but if you're not ready for it mentally you're not like mature enough to have a relationship of this magnitude or you just don't think it is important enough in that case I feel like it is really important to know those boundaries or to eventually retroactively reflect about them because At least in that case, like with a relationship, you are potentially hurting someone else, which can be very harmful. And honestly, that's like my least favorite thing about engaging in relationships and friendships and stuff is that like the potential of hurting someone and making them sad makes me very sad. So currently the way that I am dealing with this question of do you actually want it or is society telling you you want it is with the type of job and lifestyle that I'm going for after I graduate. I feel like that is all I'm going to be talking about for the next six months until I graduate is that I am graduating in April. But truly it is giving me such an identity crisis because after university I don't know what I'm doing at all. No plan. And sometimes it's good to have no plan, but thinking about how many options I have is quite scary. But anyways, I have been thinking about, you know, different careers and different paths that I could take and really reflecting about, is it something that I want? So one that I have thought about a lot, and actually I am kind of leaning towards, I'll explain it in a sec, is being a content creator influencer I don't like the word influencer but I'll say content creator because you know I've worked towards building a podcast and a platform and just an audience in general and I feel like if I do not try to at least take this full-time at least try to take it full-time it'll be a little bit of a waste but that's just I've also been thinking a lot about like Is it just the factor of that I know influencers can make a lot of money and that, you know, there's a kind of social status and prestige that comes with these kinds of jobs? And is that affecting my decision? And I think there is no way to parse these factors from the original decision, but it is really important to consider how much of the decision is being swayed by these kind of factors because for me, at least, I want the actual content of my job, my full-time job, whatever it is, to be fulfilling to me. So I need to think about is podcasting and making YouTube videos something that will be fulfilling to me 
aside from, you know, the money that I could make, the brands that I could work with, all this other kind of benefits and stuff, those are not as important as like the nitty gritty of the job and like the actual fundamental task of being creative and making this kind of content. So I've been thinking about that a lot and like thinking about whether I actually want it and I'm not really sure. And I think it's also because I don't really know what I want to do in my life. (laughs) Identity crisis. And that's okay. But I guess like another thing is, you know, considering grad school, I'm thinking about, do I actually want to go to grad school or is it just because everyone else is going to grad school? You know, everyone else, everyone's going to university now. It's kind of like the norm and going to university and graduating with a bachelor's is like 50 years ago when people graduated high school. So now like in 50 years, getting a master's is going to be what getting a high school degree was 50 years ago. So Although I am interested in going to grad school and getting the qualifications for certain jobs, you know, as I've said before, I think I'm really interested in school counseling. I just don't know what I want and if that is truly something that I want. Ah, This is so hard. And it's fine. I guess, yeah, I don't even know what to think about it because I think going to grad school also provides some sort of social prestige and social benefit as well as you know economic benefit and stuff like that that sways people's decisions a lot as well I don't know so hard to say so I guess with this podcast episode I just wanted to make you aware of thinking about what it is you are working towards, whether it is in your degree, in your life, in your jobs, in your friendships or whatever. And thinking about if these goals and the things that you are working towards is truly something that you want. Because at least for me, when I have clear outlines of what I am working towards and the vibes that I'm going for for my future life, it really motivates me to work a little harder and to be motivated about getting up every day, being disciplined and all that kind of stuff. Okay, one other example I thought of is applicable to my life right now. So I have been debating, internally debating about what the balance of alone time and friendship time is supposed to look like. Because I feel like I feel like there should be a balance, but I'm also confused about if that's just my societal pressure inner societal pressure telling me that so for the last couple weeks I have spent a lot of time alone um that is mostly because I have been studying like every day for my midterms and you know going to class and I don't have friends in my classes so I have been spending a lot of time alone and I am okay with that I am very happy to be alone and I feel like there are obviously a lot of benefits to being alone I mean you don't feel like you have to please certain people if you are with your friends or with acquaintances or whatever and you don't feel like like you can be very independent and just think about yourself which maybe is not great like you're being selfish I guess you could say but it's also really it's a little easier than having to cater to everyone you know because if you're like if let's say a simple example would be I'm getting lunch by myself at home, like I'm cooking lunch rather than like getting lunch with friends. So when you're by yourself, all you really have to think about is what do I want to eat and I will do it. 
But when you are going to get lunch with friends, you have to be like, okay, is everyone's schedule lined up? Okay, no, someone has class at this time. Okay, we'll wait for 20 minutes after my class so that we can all eat lunch together. The scheduling thing is always such a nightmare. Like literally none of my friends and I have the same schedule. So that's a big thing. And then you have to cater towards like, oh, one person wants Japanese food. Oh, but actually one other person wants to get Mercante on campus. Oh, no, no, but one person wants to eat off campus. Oh, but I'm coming from Burnaby. There are just so many things you have to be considerate of if you want to socialize with other people, which is like part of being socializing and uh, being socializing, which is part of being social and having friends. But it is also just such a nightmare sometimes. And it's like most of the time for me, the benefits don't always outweigh the costs of having to be considerate like that. And so it is easier for me to just spend time alone. And also, it's not like I hate myself. Like, I really do enjoy being alone. Like, I will, you know, read, journal, watch YouTube, whatever. And that is fine. I am perfectly content by myself. But there's always this voice in the back of my head that's like, oh, but you should see your friends. You know, like, you're going to seem like a loner if you are if you don't see your friends. And One aspect of it is, yes, I do care about my friends and I do want to make sure that they are okay and check in with them. But I think another, the biggest aspect of it is the social pressure of always having a friend group around and always being with people. On campus, I feel like if you are alone, you always pay attention to the fact that everyone else has friends around them. Does that make sense? But if you're with friends, you won't really notice that because you're distracted by your own friends but when you are alone you are like hyper aware of the fact that everyone else is with their friends so if you're like eating lunch by yourself in a restaurant you're like hyper aware that all the tables around you have more than one person and sometimes that really gets to me because obviously you start thinking like oh my god everyone's thinking I'm like I'm such a loner like everyone's thinking I have no friends like everyone thinks poorly of me when in reality like no one is looking at you and no one really cares there's this it's a it's a phenomenon I forgot what it's called I think it's called imaginary audience in which you think that like your problems are like super big and that no one else shares the same problems as you when in reality probably two tables down is another person that's eating by themselves we're just super egocentric in that way humans and we think that our issues are the most important thing in the world So I've been kind of internally debating with this issue of what is the balance? What is it supposed to be? And what if your friends and you don't have the same balance, right? Like for me, I am okay with not seeing my friends for a month or a bit. It's not like I don't socialize with people. I live at home with my family. I see my boyfriend regularly and that is fine. But with friends, like what if one of your friends like needs to see the group every week but you're like oh that's a lot of socializing for me I don't want to see you guys not I don't want to see you guys but just I don't need to see you guys until maybe every two weeks or every three weeks what do you do in that case I mean right like obviously most of the time you become friends with people who have similar vibes as you right like you'll if you're an extrovert most likely you'll be friends with extroverts who see people often and stuff like that but not always the case right sometimes your friends are opposite of you and you guys are contrasting so what do you do in that case but anyways I guess I've been thinking a lot about if what 
my balance of socializing and alone time is and I guess like I don't have to have a definitive answer of like oh I need to see my friends every 36 days but sometimes I worry that if I don't see them enough even if I don't want to then you know they're gonna start gravitating towards other people and like being closer with other people which is I guess to me that's like fine is it? Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm thinking about it now. I mean, I would be fine if some of my friends, I'm, I'm sure I know that some of my friends have like other close friends group that close friend groups that they are closer with. So I think it's okay if like you establish an acquaintance level, if it's like mutually understood I think if it's like a one-way friendship then it gets a little complicated because one person thinks you're like BFFs but then the other one is like oh no we're just like eat lunch once a week buddies but I don't know hard to say and like I always you know when I look at this online or consume content get disagreeing answers right like there's a niche on TikTok that being a girl boss means spending time alone and makes it seem like that is totally okay but then other people will say that seeing friends is really important and that you should see them x number of times a week and that's just so confusing I'm I'm perfectly happy on my own right now and I guess that's the most important part so maybe that's what I want to remember is that I am happy as I am, so I don't really need to be debating this that hard. I guess I should just be doing what makes me happy. I don't know. I don't know. And and the other thing is that, like, right now, a lot of my social battery is consumed by my work, so there's not much left for fun, right? Like, I work with kids teaching math, and I work with kids teaching dance, so on the weekdays and the weekends, I am socializing with these kids, whether I like it or not, right? And so they consume so much of my battery power that most of the time I don't have enough energy to socialize, like go out again on the weekends or have people over or whatever. I don't know. I think everyone is also just like girl bossing a lot nowadays. Um, so people are just getting increasingly busy and stuff like that. It's hard to say. And I'm always trying to balance like society's perceptions and what I want. Honestly, I feel like I'm a really good person at like not caring what society thinks. I've heard a, I've heard this a lot from a couple friends at least that I am like the embodiment of don't give an F. But sometimes I do give an F. It depends on the it depends on the circumstance. But I do care a lot sometimes about what other people say and I do sometimes get in my head about it. But at the end of the day, I also remember that, you know, what's important is it is my life and what I want in my life. So I have to remember that or else I get a little too in my head and I just start stop can't stop spiraling. <laughs> what an interesting episode. I don't know how to feel about it. I feel like I still haven't done this topic justice because I think about this a lot in my head, but when I try to verbalize it and talk about it IRL, it is, (laughs) my brain is not good. 
Um, I mean, it is so freaking easy to like instantaneously be able to figure out what other people are up to or what you think other people are up to based on what they post. So it is so easy to compare what other people's friend groups look like, what other people's social circles are like, and what they're up to, what their school is like, what jobs they have, and all that kind of stuff. It is so easy for us to be in, be in each other's business nowadays, which is a good thing and a bad thing. I mean, obviously, good things is like you want to see people thrive and you want to see people do well, but not at the expense of your own self-esteem and your own self-confidence. I think a lot of us, or at least for me, I can't speak for everyone, obviously. Sometimes I get caught up in working so hard and studying so hard. And then I think about like, for what? You know, for why? Why am I putting in this much effort? And sometimes it's just because your friends are doing it too, or you're expected to do it. When in reality, it's your life. I used to be in a friend group in second year that just housed a lot of academic people and people who really valued their academics and saw that as a big part of their identity. And I think I still do take academics quite seriously and I think it is a large chunk of my identity, hence why I am facing this identity crisis about graduating. But When I would work so hard for school, even if I didn't want to in second year, it was a lot because of what my friends were doing and what I thought my friends expected of me. You know, like obviously when I did well on my assignments, my papers, whatever, like you receive praise, you receive social benefits from doing these kinds of good things. And Sometimes we can get in a little hamster wheel of that, chasing that external validation. And it's really hard to break out of that mold. I will say that for sure. I think there has to be a fine line, I think, and I'm treading it right now, of caring about what other people think and not just in your own rabbit hole, but also being able to be individual and have your own values that aren't affected by the people that you spend time with and what's the word um inevitably I or inevitably you're you will be the average of the five people you spend the most time with or whatever so obviously what our friends value and what our friends are like will rub off on ourselves but I think a big part of growing older and maturing and being an adult is being able to realize when that is crossing our own personal boundary. This is something I have a lot of trouble with still is like making boundaries and standing by them. I really am so bad at it. I want to do a podcast episode where I talk about my worst traits. And I feel like it'll be very vulnerable and kind of scary, but I think it'll be a, such a good episode. I also have a lot of other episode ideas. Oh my God, this is kind of getting off topic. I have a lot of episode ideas that are coming up soon. I 
I'm going to do one with a friend soon, hopefully. And that'll be really exciting because that is also about a topic that I've been wanting to talk about since I started my podcast. And yeah, anyways, I tread very finely on the line of external validation because, and I think all of us do at some point, but there has to be a balance. For me, I think sometimes I take it a little too lightly and I'm like, really, I don't give an F, like I don't care what other people think, I'm just going to do whatever I want. But other times I'm like too paranoid about the fact that other people will judge me and stuff like that. And most of the time people don't even judge you. I feel like when I personally watch Instagram stories and whatever, like I don't really have negative judgments about other people. It might also be because I'm just wholesome. But most of the time, if I see something on Instagram, I'm like, oh my God, go you. You are thriving. Go queen. Like, even if I don't message them and tell them directly, because most of the time it's like people that I don't talk to regularly and it'd be kind of weird. But when, like, am I wrong to assume that other people will consume content like that? Like, people aren't always out to get you, right? I hope. We've had a lot of discussion today about a lot of different types of things, but the overarching question that I want you to think about is things that you are working towards right now, you know, the life that you are trying to build, the vibes that you are trying to chase, you know, okay, this is random, but I've been called a vibe chaser so many times. My boyfriend's friends call me a vibe chaser and I don't even know what that means, but also I wouldn't disagree. I mean, in a positive way, I know what I am going for and I do what I can to manifest it and like make that into a reality. So I guess I am a vibe chaser. But anyways, I hope that we can all think about the expectations and the goals that we are working towards in life, whether it be a small situation like buying a new pair of pants or a big situation like trying to figure out what we want to do with our life. And think about whether these expectations are originating from yourself and your values, and what you think is important in life, or if it's just what other people expect of you. Whether that be family, whether that be a partner, whether that be peers, whether that be society, whether it be social media. There are a lot of outside factors that can affect you nowadays, which is obviously not the best thing, but if you are conscious about your social media consumption, as well as conscious about you who you are as an individual and what your identity looks like what the values you hold close to your heart are then I think it is easier said than done because most of the time your heart and your soul and your mind know the way it is usually just your brain your anxiety your doubts that freak you out and make you seem less confident in yourself and make you second guess your ability, second guess your confidence. And that sucks. And that honestly stops a lot of us from doing what we want. I mean, for the longest time, I was scared of starting a podcast because I was scared of what people would say and what people would think and what I don't know, the general social reaction would be like from people that I know and from people that follow me on Instagram. But when I thought about what the benefits were and what 
I would get from starting a podcast and, you know, the type of feedback that I would receive and the type of fulfillment that I would get, those benefits outweigh the costs for sure. That is a big for sure. Okay. But I'm going to end the episode here. I hope you enjoyed it. It was a bit of a longer episode today, which I kind of liked. I will see you in my next episode. Bye.